This is Financial Line Podcast, episode number one. Welcome, everyone. I'm Ryan Bannister. I'll be your host. So I guess first things first, how did I get here? You know, what kind of drove me to start this podcast? I am a CPA, and I've been in a finance or accounting career for about five years, just over five years now started a blog called Financial Lion. And the whole time, you know, I've always kind of listened to podcasts and lots of stuff like that to figure out how to run my own online business and where to go, how to drive it, how to build up the business. So kind of when everyone's stuck in this quarantine for the past three months, I've been at home since, let's see, March 12th is I think the first day either they sent us home or I worked from home. And, you know, sitting here, I've kind of gotten that drive back for building up a business and, you know, getting back into the whole financial line groove of personal finance and entrepreneurship. I've kind of always had that in the back of my head. You know, I've always wanted to work for myself and sitting at home for three months with nothing to do except for work. You kind of get that little feeling of, man, I want to start this back up again. So that's what I did. Bought the mic, bought the equipment and watched a few videos and got it off the ground. So here we are. And I figured I'd first start off with the baseline of Financial Line and kind of where everything that I want to convey on this podcast is going to come from. And in my opinion, personal finance really comes down to three individual areas of saving and investing, growing your income, and getting rid of debt. One thing I do think is saving, combining saving and investing into one category is, is an oversimplification. And I do that for one or two reasons, I guess, of it really does try to make it kind of simple because investing can get overcomplicated super quickly. As anybody who has dabbled in the market knows there is, I don't even know how many public companies listed out there. I don't know. That's a good question. But you think of that and you think of every potential opportunity out there to buy stocks or buy a mutual fund. It really just, it blows your mind. And that for a long-term perspective, you know, thinking for us, we've got, what is it? 2020, and I'm 28, or I'll be, I'm 27. I'll be 28 in August. <laughs> that is 40, approximately 40 years until retirement, quote unquote, which whether or not that's when we all retire or if we have a retirement is a whole completely different story. Myself, I never plan to retire. I, for some reason, enjoy working. So, <laughs> At that point, I plan to have my own business that somebody else runs for me. So we'll see how that turns out. But yeah, back to the main point. Um, investing gets really complicated and even saving can get complicated. You know, where to put it, where to save your money, how much to put in there, and how do you get it in there? How do you save money that I want to help with my experience of three years of one running a personal finance blog, but also, you know, five years of running businesses and auditing businesses when I worked for an accounting firm. So that's one bucket. The second bucket of growing your earnings and 
for that, you pretty much want to think what, first off, what industry are you employed in and what are the prospects for growth in the company that you're in? You know, how far, I guess, with a cliche saying, you know, how far up the ladder can you go? Which, you know, is something I'm all over every day myself right now. And my plan isn't even to work long term for a corporation or just anybody else. You know, I want to be my own boss. Even for me, that's an issue of like, how far am I willing to go? And how far can I go? So that's kind of one thing you want to think because, you know, that might prompt you to switch companies or, you know, some people switch industries or switch careers, which, you know, everybody's kind of got their own drivers. So that's just one thing you have to think about. And another kind of aspect of that is side hustles, which, you know, everybody's heard of that. Everybody is talking about side hustle, side hustle nowadays. And, you know, it kind of gets a little old. <laughs> just those lists of hundreds of side hustles you could start tomorrow, which is true. But one thing you kind of got to think with that, too, is the scalability of it. You know, do you want a hobby or a business? And yes, I did steal that line from Shark Tank for the <laughs> however many of you out there watch Watch The Tank, one of my personal favorite shows, Mr. Wonderful, always chiming in with, you know, you have a wonderful hobby here. You've made hundreds of dollars, but where is the business? So it's really, you know, just personal decisions. How much extra money do you need or want? Just weighing the two together. Which brings us around to bucket number three of getting rid of your debt. And this kind of like the investing bucket is also a super oversimplification where you think about it is totally possible to have zero debt in your life, but how, I guess, kind of dividing it into different types of debt where I imagine probably three quarters of us, if not 90%, maybe 100% plan to own a house one day which brings the wonderful problems of mortgages. And I know in North Carolina, I would say median, I don't even know about median housing prices, just a typical starter home, I would say, could range from around Raleigh two to $300,000, maybe a little more, give or take. So you think that is somewhere in the ballpark of 1000 to $1,500 a month for a mortgage there. And that's a 30-year term unless you decide to get a 15. One first step I would take is taking an inventory of what you currently have. You know, do you have student loans? Probably. Do you have a auto loan for a car? Potentially, yeah. Do you have credit card debt? Almost certainly, I'm sure you have credit card debt. And then comes back around the mortgage where honestly that's probably something you'll have the rest of your life if you do that unless you stay in the same house for the rest of your life which is totally fine but not in my personal plan so that is the three main buckets that I personally try to lump everything into for personal finance 
And knowing that is great, you know, putting everything into here's the three aspects of my finances. And that's great, but how do you use that to get where you want to be? How do you use that to build the foundation for your finances and grow it? One thing I really think is useful is reverse engineering your goals. And I'll admit, I kind of stole this from, not stole it, you know, I'm just using it from Tim Ferriss, where planning out your dreams is a fantastic way to start. When you think of five years down the road, one year, or even three months, where do you want to be? What do you want your life to look like at that point? So one tactic I kind of picked up recently is taking that five years and just blowing it up. If you could snap your fingers tomorrow and have the life you want, what would that look like? Does that include a house? What type of car are you going to have? Are there any other goals that you want to have? You know, are you planning to get married? How much does the ring cost? So taking those things into perspective and think and kind of backtracking from there. So you think just like we were talking about with the mortgage, a three, so you want a $300,000 house. And if you, let's just say have to put 10% down just off the top of my head, I don't know how reasonable that is depending on where you are, but that's 30 grand. So how are you going to come up with that money? Do you need to earn more? Is it a combination of earning more and saving more? Is there more you can do to save or cut monthly expenses to get where you want to be with a budget or anything down that path of just taking the end price of something that you want and backtracking it to now in order to navigate how you're going to get there? That really sums up the main way that I try to simplify down in my finances and when I'm helping other people with theirs, how do we want it to look? Well, these are three easy buckets to start with and to take you off on step one of building your financial foundation. So with that, that kind of covers the main topic of, you know, what I wanted to to get out to you guys on the first episode. So I thought it might be useful too to take a look at some financial news and add that aspect into the podcast for where I see, you know, how really important it is to stay at least somewhat up to date on what's going on in the financial world. You know, not it's not an everyday thing. It is for me just because I enjoy it. But, you know, it could be even once a month just looking at where the S&P 500 is, where the Dow is to gauge where any investments you have are. You know, what's the most recent change to interest rates that the Fed has passed or set in their meetings? The Fed's interest rate right now is super, super low, which staying up to date with that, you would think, If you have a mortgage, now might be the time to refinance. And the same with student loans, too. 
if you have those, you know, six to seven percent, even higher, probably, I mean, you've 10 to 15 percent interest on your loans. If you've got cash for the closing costs to refinance anything, now is a prime time to do it. So enough of my monologuing on why it's important to stay in touch with the financial news, but just some things that are going on today. Let's see, at the time of this recording, it is June 4th, so this might be a little outdated by the time you guys get it, but just for an example, a super simple example, today the S&P finished at 3,112.75. Just to give you an idea, over the past week, it opened about... A little over 3000 on Monday, which is a pretty solid week. So for those of you with investments out there, you know, everything's kind of coming back from the pandemic as far as market, stock market wise, which is another interesting point that's kind of come up recently where we're hearing so much about like record unemployment rates at this point where, gosh, I don't even remember. It was at points 2 million people a week or filing for unemployment. Or you think like the impact on GDP from all the businesses being shut down, how can the stock market be going up when the actual economy is in what appears to be complete <laughs> shambles? And just from some research, you know, thinking about it, how is this even possible? Well, we think at this point the Fed and Congress have put out such unprecedented levels of, of stimulus money and aid to the states, to people, to businesses, that the market is being essentially propped up by all of the legislation and the stimulus promised from the Fed, literally unprecedented before. So all of this turns the market to essentially be no longer a true reflection of what the economy is because of all this, I guess, kind of artificial stimulus being pumped in, which for the most part is, you know, kind of a good thing. You know, it's at least brought back investments. So from what I was reading too, the, just from the impacts of this pandemic, you know, even over just one or two months, it could cause the economy to take the better part of a decade to recover, which is fairly consistent with what happened with the Great Recession in 2009-2010. You think how long that took to technically recover. We were in a bull market before the coronavirus hit, and that was, I think, the longest running bull market ever. Potentially being able to take a decade to come back could be, you know, fairly consistent with what happened 10 years ago, which is, uh, in my opinion, at least kind of a following along with the elementary economics, you know, business cycles. But one promising thing of that from the market coming back up is this week, there's a couple big IPOs slated to come out. And for those of you who might not know, an IPO is an initial public offering. So that's when a company comes to the stock market for the first time. For the first time, they are selling their stock to the public to raise capital for the company to 
inject some cash and, you know, continue to grow. Let's see here. This month we've got, or this week, we've got Warner Music listing between $23 and $26 a share, which will value the company at at least $11.7 billion. And if you haven't heard of them, Warner Music has signed artists like Metallica, The Rolling Stones, Ed Sheeran, Madonna, Camilla Cabello. I don't know if I said that right. I'm not. (laughs) So pretty big company. It's honestly kind of surprising that they weren't already a public company. So we'll see how that goes. But it's a good sign, at least, that a company like that is feeling confident enough again to come out on the market to sell their shares. We've also got Zoom Info, which is projected to be pretty big. And just FYI, this is not Zoom, the video conferencing software. This is Zoom Info, a marketing data company. I thought that might just be useful to include so you don't invest in the wrong company. (laughs) All right, everyone. Thanks for joining. This was Financial Line Podcast episode number one. Catch me here Monday and Wednesday. New podcasts coming out twice a week coupled with live streams on Twitch happening at 8 p.m. those same days. So if you're on Twitch, come check it out. Come give me a follow. We'll be hitting it up every Monday and Wednesday. If you're not, go make an account. Come check it out still. And make sure you're following me on Twitter or any of the social media for that matter to make sure you stay updated when I go live on there. I'll send out updates right before it happens. And if you're on Twitch, you'll get a notification too. And if I can just ask you one thing, if you enjoyed this podcast, I humbly ask if you will recommend me to a friend. That is just kind of my main goal at this point, you know, just getting it out to as many people as I can and helping as many people as I can. So if I helped you today, if you think it's going to be interesting, please recommend me, recommend Financial Line Podcast to a friend. Thanks, everyone.